Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP dual credit biology and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially episode seven, week eight of season two of the 2020-2021 school year. Yes, episode seven, but week eight. There was no episode for week seven due to a lack of time and the overwhelmingly stressful workload getting ready for hybrid teaching. But But by no demand whatsoever, the podcast is back. In this week's podcast, we will recap the week of October 5th through October 9th, our eighth week of school, but our first week of this hybrid blended learning. In this week's second segment, with an upcoming exam in sight, I'll review some major concepts and give some tips and advice to help you slay this next exam over chapters four and five in a segment I'm calling Reviewing with Mr. V. And in our final segment, I'm introducing some new to the podcast, a segment I'm calling Mr. V Recommends, where I'll recommend some music, movies, activities, books, and anything I think you all might enjoy during your free time, if you have any. Now, before we begin the podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I'm calling Mr. V Needs to Pay the Mortgage. This episode is brought to you by Bonding. Hey, are you tired of your macromolecules falling apart? Do your carbs, lipids, proteins just crumble with the slightest touch? Are you looking for something that can just keep your macromolecules together? Well, if so, try Covalent Bonds. That's right. Try these different covalent bonds to keep your macromolecules tight and strong like glycosidic linkages. They'll keep your disaccharides and polysaccharides together to store that much needed energy for later use. Need to keep your fat together? Well, look no further than an ester linkage, keeping these lipids tight and stable and ready to keep you insulated all winter long. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. No matter what macromolecule, we have the covalent bond for you. Need to keep your proteins stable and well organized? Well, try peptide bonds, holding them amino acids in place since cell evolution. Nucleic acids falling apart? Well, get some phosphodiester bonds and keep that genetic code intact and ready to transmit to future generations in about 10 years. Oh, that's funny. So no matter what macromolecule you might have issues with, try these covalent bonds and keep them linked into your heart's content. Awesome! Side effects of covalent bonding may include extreme thirst and urination, excessive flatulence, <laughs> acute paranoia, anime cross-dressing, sweaty palms, and meow meow. And we're back. Thanks covalent bonds for sponsoring the podcast. But now it's time to hit that rewind button <laughs> and review the week that was in AP dual credit biology. So for this week's content slash concept recap of the week, I'm focusing on the building block, the monomer of all nucleic acids, the nucleotide. So when it comes to the nucleotide, the monomer of DNA and RNA, it is composed of three parts, a phosphate group, a pentose sugar, and a nitrogenous base. And all together, they form a single nucleotide. Once again, the monomer, the building block of nucleic acids. Now, let's look at the pentose sugar first, a five-carbon sugar that the nitrogen base and phosphate group will attach to. Now, there are two kinds of pentose sugars that we find in nucleic acids, a ribose sugar and a deoxyribose sugar. Watermelon sugar! 
Now, if we're studying RNA, a single-stranded nucleic acid, then we will find ribose as the pentose sugar. If we're studying DNA, a double-stranded nucleic acid, then we will find deoxyribose as its pentose sugar. Now, the difference between them is very slight, and it comes down to a single atom lacking at position carbon 2 of the pentose sugar, where ribose at carbon 2 contains a hydroxyl group, an OH, but deoxyribose at its second carbon only has a hydrogen atom, so it lacks an oxygen compared to ribose. And if you think about it, it makes sense that we call it deoxyribose. The prefix D meaning remove or without, and oxy short for oxygen. So deoxyribose without oxygen at that second carbon. Cool story, bro. Now, when it comes to the nitrogen basis, which attach to the first carbon of the pentose sugar, there can be five different bases that can be found, which are separated into two categories, purines and pyrimidines. Now, purines are distinguishable by their two fused rings of carbon and nitrogen, which are adenine and guanine, A and G. Pyrimidines are distinguishable by their single ring structure of carbon and nitrogen and consist of cytosine, thymine, only found in DNA, and uracil, found only in RNA, so C, T, and U. Now, when strands of nucleotides join together by dehydration synthesis reactions of DNA and RNA, the strands can join together to form a ladder-like structure. Now, these nitrogen bases of opposite strands can base pair in certain arrangements where adenine always base pairs with thymine and guanine always base pairs with cytosine in DNA. And in RNA, guanine still pairs up with cytosine, but adenine base pairs with uracil. Now, the last part of the nucleotide to review is the phosphate group that attaches to the fifth carbon of our pentose sugar, and that completes the three parts of a nucleotide. So, to recap, the nucleotide, the monomer of nucleic acids, is composed of a phosphate group, a pentose sugar, ribose or deoxyribose, and a nitrogen base, which can be A, T, G, C, or U. Oh! And that, my science jabronis, is the weekly content review that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. And now for our second segment. With an exam approaching quickly over chapters four and five, I'll review a usually forgotten concept for this unit, along with giving some advice and tips as you prepare for this epic exam in a segment I call Reviewing with Mr. V. Now, the forgotten concept that I want to review is in chapter 5, and it concerns proteins. And that concept is the four levels of protein structure. Now, remember, when it comes to proteins, its final 3D conformational shape slash structure will determine its function and dictate how it will behave in a living organism. So let's review the four levels of protein structure. Now, our first level is what we call the primary structure of a polypeptide chain, which is the succession or sequence of amino acids, usually abbreviated by a three-letter code like VAL for valine or PRO for proline. So primary structure, once again, is just the order of amino acids in that polypeptide chain. Now, our next level is called the secondary structure of a polypeptide 
polypeptide chain. And this is when the polypeptide chain begins to fold, bend, and twist into its 3D arrangement with distinct folding patterns like alpha helixes, which look like spiral staircases or like maybe corkscrew pasta. And the other type of pattern folding that we see are called beta plated sheets, where portions of the polypeptide chain lay parallel to each other like a sheet of paper. So for secondary structure, the key things to look for, alpha helixes and beta plated sheets, both held together by hydrogen bonds. Now, the next level of protein structure is called the tertiary structure. Now, the tertiary structure of a polypeptide chain is the 3D folding of the alpha helixes and beta plated sheets into the final structure of the polypeptide chain that's going to be held together by disulfide bridges, hydrophobic interactions, and ionic bonding. Now, for some proteins, this will be the end of the line if that protein is composed of a single polypeptide chain. But most proteins are composed of more than one chain. And if so, it goes to this final level of protein structure. Now, this final level of protein structure is called quaternary structure, where if a final protein is composed of more than one protein chain, more than one polypeptide chain, then quaternary structure is met. And it's the arrangement of these polypeptide chain subunits coming together to give us the final 3D structure of a protein. For example, hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is composed of four polypeptide chains coming together to give us its final structure, which can then bind oxygen and deliver it to all of our tissues and muscles. And that, my science homies, was a quick review of the forgotten concept of protein folding. Cool story, bro. Now, as for some tips and advice for this exam, my first advice, tap into that much forgotten resource called your online textbook. Yes, reading the e-text is an awesome way to build up your knowledge and understanding. Now, within the readings are videos and animations to give you a better understanding of all these concepts. Now, besides reviewing the chapters in your online textbook, explore the study area of your book, which you can explore by chapter and get practice quizzes and practice exams with answers and explanations, along with additional videos and animations, all there at your fingertips, just waiting to make you a superstar on this exam. Oh! Another tip or advice for the exam, make sure to complete the progress check from the AP classroom. These questions in the progress check are excellent exam style questions. Don't be too surprised if you see these questions or versions of them on our exam. Still much to learn you have. Some final tips and advice. Guys, make sure to go back to chapter four and review the importance of isomers and maybe even review the macromolecule pattern matching activity that we recently just completed because I'm telling you right now this exam will have a plethora of pictures images of molecules that you will need to associate with a macromolecule or properties of a macromolecule wow that's cool well that's it for reviewing with Mr. V now it's your turn to put in the time to be as successful as you want to be on this chapter four and five exam And now for our final segment of the podcast called Mr. V Recommends, where I'll recommend music, movies, books, activities, maybe even other podcasts that I think you will dig, aka enjoy if you ever have some free time in your busy life. 
Now, my first recommendation of this new segment is some music. If you ever need to listen to some music to just chill out to, music to help you relax, or music to help you reflect on the day, or maybe an experience, I highly recommend listening to some Explosions in the Sky. Now, Explosions in the Sky, which we're actually listening to right now, is a local band from Texas near Austin playing what is usually called post-rock music or what I like to call, and others do as well, cathartic mini-symphonies. Their music is pretty much purely instrumental. No vocals, but their sounds and rhythms are amazing. Now, some of you might recognize their music because a lot of their music comes out in movies like Friday Night Lights, Moneyball, Lone Survival, and several others. Now, what I recommend that you do is get their music on Spotify or iTunes, put on your headphones or plug in your earbuds, and go outside in the evening when the sun's going down and just watch a sunset with their music playing. Or take a walk as the sun is going down and just let the sounds of their music envelop you and help you reflect and relax. Now, some of the songs that I highly recommend for them, even though I think all their stuff's great, I would try First Breath After Coma, Your Mind in Mind, or Waking Up. All great songs, but once again, all their albums are awesome. So, once again, definitely some music that I think is pretty awesome for you to just chillax and reflect on your day. So, once again, I highly recommend Explosions in the Sky. If you haven't ever heard their music, once again, you should definitely check them out. And that my biology Padawans was Mr. V recommends. Now, before we end the podcast, a couple of reminders for the week. First up, exam over chapters four and five on Monday for A Day, Tuesday for B Day. Make sure to get your study on. Really? Next up, guys, this is the last week of the nine weeks. So any late work must be turned in by Friday. And also, let me know by email if you're turning something in late so I could track it down and grade it. Well, that's just common sense. And one last announcement. Guys, do you have a question, a comment, or feedback on the podcast? Well, send it in, and it could be read on the podcast. Or even cooler, send me a voice memo, and I'll play it on the podcast, and you could hear yourself on this podcast. You can do it! Well, that's it for this episode 7, week 8 of season 2 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive, Soundbible, and Zapsplat for this music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Entertainment 720, a Velasquez production company. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Also, make sure to follow the Evolving with Mr. V Instagram page, keeping you informed of all things AP Dual Credit Biology. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, study for your exam. The next motel.